0: That's S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov slash support.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to the Saturday in the Studio. I'm Tom King. It's a holiday weekend. That, of course, means Merle is out cavorting somewhere. So we, we are joined in the studio today by attorney Alan Haugum, Haugum Law from here in Wausau. Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning, Tom. How are you? This fine I'm Independence Day weekend.
1: Doing great. Got in early this morning, got all my work done. I didn't have to rush. I'm just, you know, in a mellow mood. I've got Monday off. I had a couple of days of vacation, so I'm wow. in a really good mood. And <laughs> uh, in about another 50 minutes, I'll be back on vacation for a little bit. So yeah, well, what are we going to talk about today? Obviously, you're Uh, expertise is in estate planning and elder law, but as we mentioned, every time you're on the show, you graduated from law school, just like every other lawyer, and you can answer any legal question. Tom,
0: I can answer any legal question. The, uh, we will discuss whether it is in my area of expertise, you know, so, uh, but yeah, any legal question, it is independent. You are free. To uh, ask any questions to you. Ever, that?
1: Do you ever have any uh, of your clients come in and ask a non-estate planning, non-elder law question to you, legal question Certainly. to you? Certainly.
0: You know, and, and we do all the time. It's, uh, you know, we, we do have some people who will call in and longtime clients. And, and I think what we do is we want to make sure that they get to the right people. So they will call and say, I was just curious. My... Uh, my relative had a DWI over the weekend, and would you would you be the person who— I said, no, and, and realistically, you don't want me handling uh, that kind of a case. Um, but I think one of the things that we tell people is call us. If you have a uh, uh, any kind of legal issue, I would say call us, certainly for our clients and even for non-clients. You know, part of it is everyone knows who the best— uh, like all teachers know who the best fourth grade teacher is in you know in that district, and, mm-hmm. and every doctor you know everybody at the hospital knows who the best cardiologist is, and if their dad comes in, they're all going to you know that 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 woman or that guy, uh, and same thing with lawyers you know in in different areas there are different uh, attorneys that we have just dealt with over the course of twenty plus years however many years it's been now, and it's you know we always tell people that. That that we work with regularly, our, our clients, we say, call us. If you are, I, I always tell them, if you've been injured in an accident. <laughs> one call that's all yeah exactly i have no idea if you've been injured in an accident i i really cannot do that legal work that's not what we do yeah but we know who's good at it oftentimes depending on what type of accident you know different different firms specialize in different areas of that even so that is one where we always tell people call us if you have a question and we'll point you in the right direction but uh but for the estate planning and the elder law i would say that is what we focus on And, and tom you asked you know, kind of what is, is happening. I would say one of the things that we have heard recently that we have had more questions about recently, I should say, is how are the negotiations in Washington uh, going to affect the tax laws that, that change when you pass away? When, when you die and you give things to kids, you know, are there tax laws that are going to affect that? And we did pass some uh, about a year and a half ago. Actually, it was exactly a year and a half ago as of Thursday. It was January 1st of 2020, before all of this COVID started. we uh, or, or Congress, kind of under the, the, the dark of night, they passed it with virtually zero public input and, and no publicity. At the end of 2019, about 10 days before the end of the year, they passed it and said, as of the 1st of January, we have new rules for how we're going to tax your retirement accounts. And there was a, a, you know, kind of an immediate, you know, everybody just couldn't believe this, and it's Christmas, and it's New Year's, and and it, it sort of was was the the perfect time to pass something without being able to get a lot of input on it. Mm. But yeah, what they're, it did, they're good at that, aren't they? Oh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it. I'm I'm not sure who even started this. I mean, they really were kind of tight lipped about it, and they stuck it in the middle of some, you know, six hundred or eight hundred or thousand page, you know, budget bill. But what it did, and I think where this really changes things is for uh not for the people who have iras uh, because they got a very tiny benefit out of it in that when you when you retire of course they make you start taking some of your your retirement money out your 401k 403b your deferred comp uh, iras uh, the up until a year and a half ago they made you start taking a required minimum distribution when you turn 70 and a half so it's a good and why it was 70 and a half you know why it's a half age no one ever knew but what they did is, with this law, they changed it to age 72. So some people said, "Okay, you know, we got an extra year and a half to let it grow. If I if I need to take it out, I'll take it out anyway. If I don't need to take it out, I can let it grow for another year and a half without this requirement and having to pay some taxes." That was a good deal. Didn't change much. I don't think a year and a half is going to change a whole lot. But uh, but what the the kind of the underside of this is is for the people you are giving your IRA to when you pass away. Uh, they significantly increase the taxes, uh, particularly if that person who is receiving it is uh, wants to keep it. You know, wants to protect it, for example. Uh, and and what it did is they set people into a number of different categories. And Tom, I think half of this stuff. When whenever they have a you know some sort of tax simplification act, we always joke the tax simplification act means it's going to get three times more difficult yeah. and more confusing. And mm-hmm. then more people are going to throw up their hands and say, Oh, just forget it. I have no idea. Just, just take as much money as you need. and, and <laughs> Just leave me some of it for, you know,
1: there are people that do that. I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I would be one of them actually just say, you know, throw up my hands. Cause you know, a lot of, I, I don't understand people that can do their own taxes and financial planning work. The numbers just drive me insane. And I just don't have, I don't have the attention span for it. I, you
0: know, I, I I agree with you. It, it is one where I think that happens with a lot of people, and some people still have this pride of they We have to try. Right. Like, like right. I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a good, solid, responsible. There are professional
1: people that do this, you know. It, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to try to fix the pipes in my house if they break. <laughs> there are plumbers that have trained to <laughs> do this, right? Yeah, you know, yeah Could
0: yeah. you? Could you get a book and, and I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. You know, it would to, take me three times, five yeah, times as long, but, to yeah. To do a poorer job. Sure. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, But it's the same thing with the— with. Uh, the, the accounting and the financial planning world, you know, if someone says, hey, there are ways you can do this. I, I think some of the CPAs chuckle when they see, uh, they review, you know, the past years of TurboTax and they say, well, you missed this one and you missed this one, you know, and you, you you didn't do anything illegal. You just missed a number of deductions that when you pair these three things together, then you can take this fourth thing. They don't tell you that, but you could have, and you could have saved $1,000 or you could have saved, you know, uh, $1,200 every year for the last five years. So that's where, you know, just the professionals, I think, help. And in this area, I think that is, you know, a, a little bit, certainly in the elder law area, and we can talk about, you know, the long-term care, the nursing home side, what you can keep, what you can protect, what, you know, those rules have gotten so intensely complicated over the last 10 or 12 years that uh, there just no one is in the industry hardly anymore. You know, I mean, it's almost, it's almost what has driven um, our careers in mine in that um, there are so few people who do what we do that, uh, but if you try to do it yourself, and I think it's the same thing with these new tax laws. You know, the this I think this is the, the stealthiest tax increase that, that I can ever remember. Uh, certainly I think it's the it's the stealthiest tax increase for IRAs in certainly the last twenty years. And what they did was they just said, uh, for you, for you IRA holder, no problem. Same thing. You just keep on keeping on. And uh, and the tax you know goes from seventy and a half to seventy two. That's kind of the the three card money trick. Like well we'll, sh- we'll flash this shiny seventy two year old age object over here in the corner. But what you're not going to see is if you give that to children, for example. So when the second spouse passes away, if you give it to children, if you don't have children, if you give it to any person, um, not charities. Charities you know you can do that. But if you give it to a person, what they have done is they have accelerated the the tax so severely that it it, it pushes uh, not only the tax up to a shorter time frame, so you have to pay it much, much faster, but that also, because of that, it pushes the recipients into a higher tax bracket. It kind of does double duty. And what do you mean by this? Well, if you were going to give it to, let's say, a 50-year-old, let's say when you pass away, your IRA went to a 50-year-old, that they used to have a schedule... Where they could take this out over the next seventy years, so they would have a schedule to take it out um, between you know their age fifty to about their age one hundred and twenty. Now I realize you know we don't have a lot of clients that are age one hundred and twenty. Tom, you know it's a pretty short list, but but that's what I mean is they would have that schedule that say you would have to take it out over that long of a period of time, seventy years. You know it's a, it's a tremendously long period of time. Uh, so what they did is as of a year and a half ago, they said if you are giving things to someone. Other than a spouse, and we're going to get to spouses because they changed that one too, folks. But if you give it to someone who's not a spouse, an actual person who is not a spouse, that they now have to take it all out and they have to pay taxes on all of it within 10 years. And you say, 10 years? not so, And this is just pick your typical 50-year-old. So not 70 years, it's 10. So what does that do? Well, now it means they're going to get all of their tax up front in the first 10 years. But it also means that you're going to have to take out bigger amounts every year. Because, uh, because you have to space it out over these 10 years. So what does that mean? Well, the bigger the amount you are forcing onto the recipient, uh, and again, they might not need the money, but they have to pay tax on the money. The, the more they have to report for income taxes every year, of course, that is just going to push them into the next higher tax bracket, or maybe up a couple of tax brackets. It really does cause, uh, it is a, a, a massive increase in the amount of tax paid, and you pay it faster. So that's some of the things that we do now. I mean, it's, it's the type of thing where we just took it for granted. You could take it for this long period of time because that was the rule for years and years and years. And now we have to do a lot of planning. So people come in and and the ones who understand it say, well, can we get that beneficial tax treatment? Now, thankfully you, there's things you can do to really kind of, um, uh, navigate that process and reduce this automatic tax. But again, it's the, if you do it yourself, it's, it's it's very very difficult to navigate and and it's even for professionals you really have to coordinate to get. well when benefit. we come back
1: we'll probably we talk about some of those ways that they sure. can they can do that all right we're gonna take a break here if you have a question for alan regarding this topic or any other give us a call here 715-845-2155 we'll be right back on wsau recreate responsibly get on board This summer. Ready for the beach. Think you're just going to the beach? Wrong. The world is calling. The United States, the border, Russia, Russia, China. Anybody around the world. And we'll take you there at the top and 30 minutes past the hour. We've got rising inflation for protecting the right to vote. People coming across the border. Chinese scientists. Russian cyber terrorism. On air, online 24-7. Your free round trip tickets. Get out of the house this summer. Wsau and Wsau.com. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with attorney Alan Haugum, Haugum Law Firm here in Wausau, pinch hitting for Merle Kelch today. We were talking about these new tax laws regarding IRA distributions, and you said there are there are ways that. People can set up something to at least mitigate some of those taxes. I mean, we want people to pay their taxes. Absolutely. But we also want you to take advantage of any laws that are out there in, in ways that you can mitigate the, the, the amount of tax revenue that you have to pay.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Tom. I think one of the things that we talk about here, you know, there are certain—I had a, a, a friend, who uh, used to drive around, and his license plate just said, lower tax. And I'm like, well, how low should it go? He's like, I don't know, just lower. And and everybody wants to pay lower tax, me included, one hundred percent. But the uh, I think one of the things is, and I don't know if this is controversial or this is just kind of accepted, but I think one of the things that that just our country runs on better, speaking of independent state weekend, is that we do have a tax system where everybody pays tax. And I know there's all kinds of things on TV about uh, you know they had the billionaires who who pay this tiny percentage of tax, but. But our tax system is so much more advanced than than some of the you know the 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 black market countries where everything is out of the back of a truck and and everything is in cash and and their systems are totally upside down. So we're we're in favor of a
1: I just uh, remember a tax the revolution system. that we're celebrating this weekend was not about no tax; it was about taxation without representation. Absolutely, just, yeah.
0: it's a great point, Tom. Yeah, yeah I said I think, well said. Yeah, it is. It is one where so we're definitely in favor of people paying taxes. I think what it is is though. Um, Pay the taxes that that you are required to pay. So part of and and not more. Don't don't misunderstand the tax laws, uh, because the people who write these, believe it or not, do understand them. And I think part of what they're doing is just they're saying, hey, you can do whatever you want. You can certainly follow the rules. Uh, If you don't follow the rules, though, it's not like elementary school where someone is going to come and remind you and then, you know, say, hey, you know, Johnny, get your homework in. It's you have to do your own stuff and you have to figure this out and and you can, but you have to take a little bit of initiative to do it.
1: Before you get into some of the ways that people can mitigate, who actually writes the tax laws? Because I find it hard to believe that some of these congressmen are well versed enough in in taxes and money and all of this that they could do it. They, they, they must have experts that write well, yeah. the actual legislation.
0: You know, I think there's a little bit, and, and again, with each administration, they have uh, uh, certainly the 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 executive branch, which is probably the least understood of the three. You know, we have judicial and, and legislative. Well, the executive branch isn't just president and vice president. You know, it is, is all the departments. It is all of the, the Department of Energy, Department of Ag, you know, the Department of, this, Department of Transportation, Interior, all those things. And, and part of it is Treasury. You know, so Treasury does uh, uh, put forward— recommendations for this. Sometimes they put forward recommendations for enforcement, they put forward recommendations for collection, um, but but they certainly have their opinions on this. And and I, I believe that there's a little bit of a give and take between Congress and, and some of the committees. So then, you know, the House has a committee and and the Senate has a committee of, of either representatives on the one side, senators on the other. And then each of those senators who are on the committee, I mean, this is where you get some of the, the Max Baucus for years and Chuck Grassley and, you know, all of those folks who are, who are on these committees. And I think they are much more specialized than some of the others. So they, they tend to be on them for, you know, in some cases, decades. But then they will recruit staffers who specialize in those areas. So they might recruit staffers with a little more expertise. So uh, uh, I believe the way this works is, is more of or oh, maybe they might recruit people from the big 4 accounting firms or or tax law rather than just the 23 year old intern who you know came out of college you know which 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 yeah. there's there's a place for that too but but i think then there's there's some give and take and certainly the you know the those places then negotiate what they think and and i think and then you get the lobbyists that that want to push every break so once you get the the big broad tax law then the uh um, you know, the Home Builders Association says, well, we need to have this tax break or no one's ever going to build a house again, so you better put it in. Or this, um, you know, agriculture obviously is is bigger in areas and, and all those things. So-
1: Are you a supporter of the fair tax, uh, the national sales tax that would uh, you would get rid of all of the other taxes and just have a national sales tax that everybody would with with some, you know, there would be some. Stuff built in for food and clothing for for low-income people. But, I mean, this would be a way that everybody would have to pay a tax. I mean,
0: from the consumption side, uh, I think it would certainly be easier, and it would be easier for even enforcement. I mean, one of the reasons that we have issues with this, in my opinion, is that we have one rule and then 10,000 exceptions to it. I that might be like We're well, talking
1: more. like trillions of dollars sure. of tax revenue that is not collected because the IRS A doesn't have the enforcement agents to go out and get it and B they don't have the will to want to wanna go out and get it.
0: Yeah, the, you know and and again this, this is where you walk a fine line to say, well, I think we
1: need Yeah, <laughs> we need I, yeah. more I, IRS I, personnel. I, I understand, but I mean it's but what you're talking about, a, you know, the, budget deficits and everything. Yeah. You've got all that money sitting out there that people are not paying, you know, that, that I I like to to and I know we're 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 becoming the
0: least popular pair in town right now. We're talking about <laughs> hey, how can we collect more taxes here? Well, I but would like, what I mean, the the thing, for the, the country thing about in the general, fair, absolutely. The thing it's, about the
1: fair tax is that. You know, the the one that gets me all the time is that the criminals have to pay it. I mean, criminals that are not paying taxes on their ill-gotten gains. If a drug dealer goes out and buys a, a Corvette or a yacht, he's got to pay the national consumption tax, yeah. which he wouldn't do, you know, normally. You
0: know? It is, you know, some some version of, of fair tax. Well, and and I'm trying to – there have been different um, uh, uh, different proposals. You know, there's, there's – I think there's even a couple different fair taxes. So I think the one is that it's just a flat income tax for everybody. You know, it's 19% or something for everything. And no exceptions, no anything. Consum- uh, sales tax. Right? Well, well, that's the one on the income tax side. But I think what you're talking about is the sales tax, yeah. consumption tax, even a VAT, like a value-added yeah, tax, right, they call right, it, right. where they say, yep, it's just going to be like a 20% sales tax. And you get rid of all the other te- – you get rid of income, you get rid of property, you get rid of all the other taxes. You say, well, wait a minute, Tom, though, but then people wouldn't give any money to charity. So, okay, we'll have one exception for charity. Okay, one exception, but that's it. They say, okay. And they go, well, wait, wait a minute, though, but what if you have – I mean – do you, they tax you got a little expenses? bit for clothing
1: and food for well, okay you know, all right okay <laughs> so charity clothing
0: food okay we got that But then medical expenses and he said well wait a minute but what all about right. transportation well okay okay so okay we got charity medical exp- uh, food clothing uh, transportation well you know and, and then, then we're right back to where we and are and then now. well wait a minute but then you know and i think the uh, and obviously the uh, the the objection to that has always been that it impacts people at lower uh, income levels because they spend a higher percentage of you know somebody, uh, you know somebody who makes a million bucks a year, isn't going to eat a whole lot more than someone who makes uh, but thirty thousand. But eight. by a percentage. But by a percentage, right? Yeah, it's it's such an an enormous uh, kind of difference. So I think it is one where I, anything that's got fair in its name, Tom, I would say I'm I'm in favor of looking at fair. Uh, I agree, but it is one where. Um, you'd say, "Can we do if we could do that with a minimal amount of exceptions?" I think uh, I'd yeah. be on board. All
1: right, let's go to the phone here this morning. Good morning. Who are we talking to? Anthony. Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Long time no here. What's up? Yeah, could you jump back to the Secure Act and how it affects like uh, my wife with a IRA and my kids?
0: Sure. Yeah, Anthony. I think when we talk about the Secure Act and what it, what we're really talking about there. Uh, the differences are, and maybe it's kind of a good uh, segue Way to, to jump, jump back in. into it. Is that uh, when you give things, I would say we'll, we'll start with your wife. So, I'll tell you what,
1: before you get into it, we need to take a break for some news. So we'll come back after the news break and you can jump Anthony's right into these right. women Are suffering too. Alanon and Alatine can help. Call 1 866 200 0223 or visit slash help.
0: For our military families, Americans can show appreciation through education.
1: Because of you, I will walk across the stage. I can show my children that they can succeed at any point in their life. I will be able to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. I was able to achieve my dreams and work on eradicating some of the world's top diseases.
0: I was able to get the education that I always wanted. Because of you, I will be paying it forward and serving my nation. Join us at ThanksUSA.org.
1: And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King along with Alan Haugum, Haugum Law Firm here in Wausau, pinch hitting for Merle today. We are going to discuss the SECURE Act before the break and, and uh, what folks can do and how that affects them. Go ahead. Well, I
0: think getting back to Anthony's question, um, he says, well, how does that affect my, my wife and my children? So Anthony uh, apparently is uh, has a wife and children. You kind of disclose that in your, in, your, in your question. So I think we'll start with your wife. So we say, Anthony, if you have an IRA, and up until 2020, up until January 1st of 2020, um, what we could do, and I don't want to speculate on your age, Anthony, but you've been calling the show for a few years, so I'm guessing you're um, uh, uh, maybe more, Retirement age. You're past your 20s, yeah, you say. Yeah, yeah, But no, but it, it's one of those where you say, if you, let's say you are retirement age um, or close to it. If you say, when I pass away, I want, I'm going to spend my IRA during my lifetime, and obviously after now age 72, I have to take some out every year. But if I pass away, I want this to support my family. Then uh, I want to give it to my wife. Up until a year and a half ago, uh, what we could do if you came into the office, we could say, well, uh, you want to give that to your wife. Do you want your, is your wife going to be using it over the course of her lifetime? If she's just gonna cash it all in, you know, the day you pass away and hit the casino with it, not a, not a big deal. If you're gonna give it all to the charity, not a lot of planning there, pretty easy, because charities don't pay taxes, obviously, but if you say no, 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 like just about everyone, I want that IRA, that retirement account that I worked for my entire career for, my life for. I want it to support my spouse, for the rest of her lifetime say okay so she's gonna be taking out very slowly over the course of your lifetime um, what we could do is say yeah that's pretty easy to do but then if your wife needs long-term care for example your wife needs nursing home care uh, the, the facility the nursing home the assisted living the state they're gonna line up and say well your wife's not going to have the benefit of these IRAs we are going to collect them and and they're never gonna be there when your wife passes away for the kids and you could say, that's fine. Or you could say, well, we could do a little bit of legal work. And, and again, this is our expertise. This is where the, uh, the other ones are not. But this is our expertise is we say, would you like to protect that IRA? So it will go to your wife or for your wife's benefit or to support her. But it would not be available for her long-term care. And you said, yes, I would like that. So up until about a year and a half ago, that was pretty easy to do. And what Congress did is they added some rules. That, that made us, oh, maybe work a little bit harder for it, but but you really do need some some specifics. And if you do it yourself, so this is getting back to Tom, if Tom says, well, can't I just do this myself? Can't I just pull a form off the internet and do it myself? Can't even, maybe even my financial advisor do it? We say, no, this is the one where the legal side comes in. So this is where, you know, the 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 elder law firm, the, uh, you know, and there's more than just us, certainly. There's some very, very good elder law attorneys in this part of the state. but. But what you can do is we can ask clients to say, would you like to, we understand this new tax law, we understand that your spouse is going to use it for the rest of her lifetime, do you want that to be protected for your spouse after you pass away so that she can use it? She pays that same, that very slow, stretched out, very minimal, the the least amount of tax possible over the rest of her lifetime, but it is also protected uh, from the long-term care, the nursing home, the state. Can you do that? And you say, yes. So, Anthony, part of what the SECURE Act did was it made us get very specific. So we have to draft things specifically for the SECURE Act. Um, or if you did something prior to that, then you have to amend it for the SECURE Act if you want to pay less tax and if you also want to protect that that retirement account for your spouse. And, and most people would say, well, you know, based on how much tax we can save, that's kind of a Uh, An easy question. Kind of a no-brainer, as they would say in the industry. Um, Yeah, because we're going to save more money than we spend on amending it. Pretty easy to do. Um, If you say, well, that's great, but now we also want to give it to a child. Well, now we sometimes will take a look at the children. You know, which children uh, earn more, it might be. Could you? Could you? Not saying you should. But if you really wanted to get into it, would you give the IRA to the children in a lower tax bracket? So if you've got uh, some children making uh, 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 just a, a good average solid uh, income and then you have one of the kids who went to medical school, you know would that change things? Yeah, now, not many families have a kid who went to medical school. there's a few, but or, or who is a high earner or who has uh, you know any of those kinds of things? Could you manage that? Believe it or not, the IRS, in doing this, we talk about exceptions, Tom, the IRS made differences. Uh, in, in one of the, the few shows of compassion, I think, from, the, from Congress in years, they said that when you give an IRA to a child who has a disability or a child who has uh, what the Social Security Administration would term as a disability or if they qualify for certain types of, of disability payments or they have what's called a chronic illness, they've even expanded that definition, that you can give it to a child with a chronic illness or a disability, and they, believe it or not, get favorable tax treatment, and you're starting to say, wow, Congress has a heart, a little one? You know, it's like the Grinch. It's, it's you know, it's a little tiny heart, but, but, <laughs> but you can, you mm. do, believe yeah. it or not, now you still have to uh, draft for that. So they give you the exception, but it's not automatic. So you say, okay, so that's part of it if you have a child who has a chronic illness, as that term is now defined, or a disability, now we can do is maybe say, well, that child gets the retirement accounts because they're going to pay less tax stretched over a longer period of time than a child who is uh, uh, just earning a, a living uh, and, and has a, a more traditional type of career path. So you have those types of things. So, Anthony, there's a number of things you can do. How grandchildren are treated. They changed how grandchildren are treated. Um, they changed how people under 18 Uh, In Wisconsin, they changed how people, believe it or not, under, you know, up until about 28, they have a new rule. And they're like, really? Um, And a lot of states fall into that category. A few states are different, but for Wisconsin, that's what it is. So they, they really did just compartmentalize all of
1: these little IRA things.
0: And then you say, well, Tom, Tom says, you know, couldn't I just fix the pipes in my house myself? Yep. Couldn't I just do my own tax return?
1: Sure. No, I'm, but, I, I am smart enough I? to realize <laughs> my own incompetence well, in these areas it, and hire a professional to do that. part of them. it is, you know, and I think part of it is,
0: it's, it's, we would never say anything is impossible, but boy, it is nearly, it, it's just incomprehensible that, that anyone could just say, well, I'm going to understand all of these tax laws. I'm going to understand every exception and every reaction to it in every category. You know, so that's why grab the CPA, grab a, a good, very, very qualified financial advisor, a good, you know, CP or a good attorney in this area.
1: I would bet um, that if somebody it. pulled that that law off the shelf and you know, however thick it is, and opened it up, they would, a, be asleep or lose their focus by the end of the first paragraph. <laughs>
0: it would be hard. Well, and it is, you know. Plus, there's so many cross references to things that are, you know, it's, uh, this is cross referenced to uh, a code section, you know, uh, six oh eight. Thirty-seven uh, C sub. How do you stay B, awake in the afternoon reading Roman this stuff all day? The you know part of it is, um, I hate to say this, some of it I kind of enjoy. There's a little bit of this that, and people say
1: you're very weird.
0: I'll have well, it is you know, and my even my wife says, well, thank goodness someone enjoys this stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, I, I you know, guess that she true. doesn't yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it's you know, people come into the office and you can see their eyes just glaze over. Right. And, well, you try to explain it to them and, and, you and... say, well, how about I, I just describe it. A Little bit different way, you know. How about this? Do you want to pay more tax or less tax? Would you like all of this tax on this entire account to be accelerated into the shortest period possible? Which means you have to pay all the tax, you don't have to spend the money, but you have to pay all the tax up front, and it's going to push you into higher tax brackets. Or, or would you say, I want the option, um, depending on what year this might happen, I want the option of paying less tax slowly, stretched out over a long period of time. And, oh, by the way, if you also want to, you can protect it. I'm not saying you should or you have to, because we don't know what it's going to be like the day you die or that year you die. But do you want to kind of keep those options open? And obviously, in the end, most people would say, well, of course, less tax, easier, more options open, more protected for my family. And and that's, uh, in the end, pretty easy choice.
1: That's what you do with all of the laws regarding movement of money or property or whatever from one generation to another make it as easy as possible and as least expensive as possible And there there are all other kinds of laws that you have to deal with in that situation too right
0: yeah and and it's you know this is really just the tip of the iceberg this is this is one area of something you know but we'll have other areas where we say uh, well okay well that's great you figured out the tax law but now I've got a cottage and I have three kids so how are they going to get along? Like, well, <laughs> we might need a new piece of paper for that one. That. Yeah. We can't mitigate that. But there are ways you can do it. There are certainly ways you can encourage that or you can help that and make it more likely to occur. And you go, huh. We had, um, I talked to a family yesterday where they had the family farm. And I'm from a, a very a small farm, a hobby farm, uh, over by Edgar. We had, uh, uh, my dad was the general manager of the co-op in Marathon City, but we had a hobby farm in Edgar because he just loved to, to farm. And, and so those are kind of near and dear to my heart. And we had a client yesterday who said that, that her family, it was from the wife's family, that farm had been in, in the family for generations, and uh, it was just important to her. Um, but she said, you know, and she had the choice to say whether she mandated that the, the three kids must keep that land. She says, well, no, they're still adults, and, and I hope they do. I want to encourage them to do that, but not mandate. If if they really the three of them get together and choose to do something differently, that's okay. But I want to make it. I want to make it possible. What can we do? And we just go through those. And and that again, that is is nearer and dearer to me because of my background. But it's uh, that's up to her. So you want to you want to do that. And whether that's the hunting land or it's the cottage or it's just the family home, sometimes it's just this is the home that people have been in. Whatever the goals are, we want to go there first.
1: All right, let's go to the phone here this morning. Good morning. Who are we talking to? Hello. You're talking to Maria. Go ahead, Maria.
0: Good morning, Maria.
1: Um, according to the Secure Cause if you're, Act, if you're passing IRAs onto your t- children, are they able to stretch it out with a trust instead of taking it in the ten-year period?
0: The Maria, uh, I would say this. Uh, so I'm going to give you the greatest answer, or maybe the most uh, lawyerly answer ever.
1: Hello, are you there? I'm still here. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, you can't hear us. Hello, oh, my microphone on, Maria. Oh, just listen to it. Listen to the answer on the ear, I guess. Go All right, ahead. Maria. Yeah. So uh,
0: so Maria says, well, if you're giving this IRA to children under the SECURE Act, can you stretch it out over more than the 10 year period? And the answer, Maria, is it depends, <laughs> of course. But what I, I would say the way it works, Maria, is since uh, January 1st of last year and it doesn't matter when you had the IRA or earned the money, it's when you pass away. So if, you, if someone died in 2019, they still had certain options open. If you die January 1st of 2020, coming forward, those are closed. So if you don't do any legal planning, Maria, you just sign the old beneficiary form down at the financial advisor, like, just like all people do, then when you give it to someone who is not your spouse, could be children, grandchildren, your best friend, um, those kinds of things. But I would say think of someone who is more than 10 years younger because that's another one of the exceptions. So if you're more if someone is more than 10 years younger, obviously for children, uh, then they have to take that money out within 10 years. Uh, if the child is a minor, if they are younger than 18, uh, that will toll, meaning that they can the 10 year period starts in Wisconsin at least when they turn 18. So now they have to take it out by the time they're 28. So I would say for but basically for any child who is 18 or older, it is a 10 year period. Now their, uh, Congress, now Treasury, Tom. Uh, we get back to our executive branch. Our, you know, how does a bill become a law and how does it get enforced? The executive branch, Treasury Department, uh, has some confusing rules about: do you have to take some money out every year for ten years? Uh, and at first, that's how they wrote it. But it appears that might have been a mistake. And and but I would say the way this works is just Maria. It all has to be taken out within ten years. And you say, well, that's in some cases for some people that is the biggest dollar amount they have in this new, you know. Post-pension era where everything's 401k and 403b and deferred comp, so that's a that's a that's a bad deal, Maria. So can you avoid that? Yes. Now we we don't have if we had like a six-hour radio show, we could get into the <laughs> real details of that. I, I maybe maybe three hours, um, but there are definitely ways, Maria, where you can. Uh, uh,
1: manage that and we don't then, want people's eyes glazing over right. and driving <laughs> off the road while they're right. listening so you know. if you are, uh, yes. do not operate heavy machinery yes, yes. while you're listening <laughs> to right, the right, tax right. portion yeah. of this program yeah
0: but but I think yes Maria there are certain ways that you can um, say and, and basically what it is um, without getting too deep into the weeds is you say what we'll do is we'll just take a look at what it would have been under the old law you said they could have taken this much out each year and paid this amount of tax great um, under the new law if we don't do anything it's ten years so can we uh, uh, do some things to kind of mimic and just, just mimic that old law where they take it out very slowly and pay a certain amount of tax? And there are ways you can do that. Um, they get a little bit involved. But if you say, well, we could save, if we do this right, we could save $5,000 of taxes over the course of my child's lifetime. Well, then maybe we talk about it. In some places, you say, no, we're going to save ten dollars or twenty dollars or $50,000 of taxes. When you think about you know turning a like we talked about before, a 70 year time horizon into 10, you know, that is a massive tax increase. So it's definitely worth the conversation.
1: All right. 715-845-2155. If you have a question, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit stop texts, a message from NHTSA and the ad council. Introducing the Dan Boncino show now on WSAU. They are prosecuting in New York. The Trump Organization CFO, wait for it, because the organization gave out free parking and stuff to people and they're alleging there's some tax violation there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds legit, folks. Central Wisconsin's home for Dan Bongino. AM 550, FM 99.9, and in Wausau, 951, WSAU. And we're back here in the studio. We've got a few minutes left, 715-845-2155, the number to call here. If you have a question for Alan, Alan Haugum, Haugum Law Firm here in Wausau. We've been talking about the SECURE Act and ways to protect uh, from a big tax bill regarding your IRAs uh, under this new law. What else has been on your radar screen from clients lately in the few minutes that we have left?
0: You know, I think we have had, Tom, uh, a little bit more of a discussion on what is the best way to make things um, to avoid certain fights. And I think this, this probably comes in waves. You know, sometimes, we, even in our office, we have a, a, a really a wonderful department. We have attorney Sarah Reed who runs this department uh, who in our office handles things after someone passes away. And uh, she does a great job of, of just kind of making it as smooth as possible. And then every once in a while you run into a separate uh, family where there's a couple of kids who just disagree about something, or maybe they disagreed about something 20 years ago. And now that the parents have both passed away, it's going to manifest itself in, um, I just refuse to cooperate. So what can you do ahead of time just to stave that off? Or maybe just to say, as parents, we don't know. We certainly hope our kids get along. I think if you, had to, if you, if you, you know, gave parents the, the questionnaire, that would be number one on everyone's list. Above money, above everything, above tax, who cares about that stuff? I want my kids to get along, or the, the beneficiaries to get along. So if uh, there is any possibility of that, what could we do about it? And, and it's really not too darn difficult. You just have to take a little bit of action ahead of time. So sometimes that is that has been more of a, a conversation. I think that comes up more when you see a couple of examples of it, and, and you can. But I think from a parent's standpoint, it might be, how does this get administered after we pass away? I think the other part is it might be, if you do own anything other than a house and a checking account, um, everything else has some sort of, um, maybe uh, some detail to it you know how does the ira go if you give an ira to one child and life insurance money to another well they they have tax differences if you have uh, uh, the cottage that one of the kids uses more than the other if you have the hunting land that one of the the grandchildren wants to use uh... but the kids don't you know how do you give things to people so that it is fair uh, but fair is not always equal and equal is not always fair For all of those. And, and you know, if you have a farm or a business or a piece of land, it just kind of accentuates that.
1: How do people get started then when they come into your office or make an appointment with you um, to maybe set some of this stuff up? What are some of the first questions that you ask and what are some of the things they have to bring along with them?
0: I think usually what we do, the first one is just set up a a date. You know, you get a date on the calendar because it's the easiest thing to procrastinate. So you put a date on the calendar. Now, it's not tomorrow or it's not, you know, this week. We put it out a little bit just to give you a little bit of time to kind of navigate that. And then really if if a person uh, just has some information about kids, if you have kids or don't, if you have if you're married or you're not, if you have beneficiaries in mind or not or or charities, you know that kind of thing. Just kind of get a little bit of an idea on who those people might be and then just a very rough idea on the value of the assets. You know, things are different if you have a retirement account or you don't because of the tax side or if that's the biggest thing you have or it's just a little kind of tiny minor thing. Or but but I'd say that's it. Family, maybe charity, a thought or two, not formulated, but just maybe a a rough idea. And then the assets. And then really, I think, Tom, the biggest part is the goals. I think what we do is we literally start every meeting with what are the goals and if people say, well, my goal is to make this as time-consuming and as expensive as possible because <laughs> the people I'm giving it to, they're just awful. Right. You go, no, that doesn't happen very often yeah. or ever. Mm-hmm. People say, no, can we make this a little bit easier? Can we make it a little bit less expensive, maybe less time-consuming? Can we avoid the courthouse uh, for if it's unnecessary? Uh, if you don't do the planning ahead of time, you're going through the courthouse because that's the, the default. So can we avoid that? Yeah. And, and then I think the other part is what's the plan? Um, you know, some people say, whatever we have, we just put her all into one big basket, pay the bills, sell it all, and now we're going to write three checks to the three beneficiaries. Great. That, that's, we can accomplish that. If people say, no, that might not be the most efficient way to do it, um, I think we want these particular things to go to that person. Even if it's more valuable, I do want this thing to go to that person because they would appreciate it. And I don't care if it's a coin collection, a sports car, or a piece of land. Um, you know, how would that How how does it become more efficient? And what are your goals? And we'll write those down. And then it's the the protecting it part. If you need long-term care, do you want to keep it all or do you want it to be exposed or is it available or not? Um, So if you think about those things, I think that is a list of goals, maybe a thought, and we'll refine them. It's, uh, you know, we've been doing this a while.
1: All right, well, we're out of time for today, and if folks want to get a hold of you uh, on Monday or sometime next week, how can they do that?
0: Well, I would say the easiest way is uh, uh, we have an office on the west side of Wausau, and we also have a, a location in So We have, uh, depending on which you're closer to, I'd say the easiest uh, phone number is uh, area code 715-843-5001. 715 843 5001 for either the Wausau or the Rhinelander office. Uh, and then or on the website, you can get us at haugumlaw.com. That's H-O-U-G-U-M-L-A-W, haugumlaw.com.
1: All right, I'm sure you'll be pinch-hitting from Earl again down the road here. I think it'll happen again. All right, um, we'll have talk Have a great uh, Fourth of July. Yeah, you too as well. And uh, we're coming up on the news at 9 o'clock. The Polka shows are on the way. Brewer baseball this afternoon. The Brewers and Pirates one more time. And you'll be able to hear it right here, pregame show at 235 on WSAU. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim.